I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. <laughs> it's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The hatred that is Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government. This is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative network, Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of E Pluribus Unum. And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and and all the all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. Fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Tuesday, May 16th, 2023 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. It is a wild and dystopic ride. I am your host, Chris Hinckley. We're all road warriors. That's the idea. While there's still road and we can still warrior because, let's face it, uh, the total war initiative that is encroaching all around us is approaching what uh alan watt talked about on uh many an occasion but in particular there was that what was it december 10 or no no it was december 9 2010 uh installment i believe Cutting Through the Matrix, number 723, which Alan Watt titled, Peace is the Absence of All Opposition. And his jingle read, You'll eventually volunteer for local agrarian. I sort of touched on that last week, you know, how the uh, communal farming was a precursor to uh, mass starvation you'll eventually volunteer for a local agrarian showing you're a good citizen and communitarian strange how the similarities of soviet ideal which never materialized since it was unreal are introduced worldwide as the final solution to claim overpopulation and people pollution 
And uh, what are we seeing? Net zero. What is the zero? Carbon emissions. What emits more carbon than anything? Or who? Could those same families with historical mission who created foundations, gave us nuclear fission, and directed great wars while profiting well be still striving to bring in their utopian hell upon the whole earth with people modified? Public unsuspecting their masters lied. Yes, the goal of these families won't cease or desist till their dark world is manifest. No thoughts exist it's an interesting moment so you know that's i mean we're all road warriors while they're still road and while we can still you know while thoughts still exist there's an effort to crowd those out because they're just messy and they uh retard progress it's this thing called progress which is actually progressing back to genesis 11 and Genesis 6, and ultimately Psalm 2. That's what's happening in simple terms. So the, the, the one world agenda, that's kind of a window into what's going on there. We have a moment, though. There's a strange force uh, on the winds. I believe this battle is always, first and foremost, spiritual. And as such things happen in... Uh, Let's just say a realm that, that I cannot see, E-Y-E, I cannot see. Mm -hmm. And uh, those things manifest or materialize in the physical world that we experience. And something's happening. It's almost like we have an opportunity to uh, make, a, make a different choice, make a better choice. If we can free ourselves from the clutches of this um, total war initiative that, that seeks to crowd out thoughts. As Alan Watt reminded us more than a decade ago, among many other times. So why is it an interesting time? What do I mean? Well, I said last week, by the way, yesterday, yesterday was a uh, rebroadcast of Friday's broadcast with uh, Dr. Martin Paul. That was an interesting broadcast very informative i would say uh he's obviously a subject matter expert extensively published i mentioned that actually i think um research gate i believe has more than four thousand uh citations that they record i believe google shows 400 plus to his one, uh, his first of, of what I would call his two seminal works. The first was Electromagnetic Fields, act via activation of voltage-gated calcium channels to produce beneficial or adverse effects. That was June 26, 2013. And then the second, so that's the one that's been cited, I believe, more than 400 times. And then the second was uh, his paper titled 5G great risk for EU US and international health exclamation mark compelling evidence for eight distinct types of great harm caused by electromagnetic field EMF exposures and the mechanism that causes them 
and that was uh, May 17, 2018. So um, that's been a while, for heaven's sake. And uh, are we listening? These are these are interesting times. These are interesting times. You know, so what's the solution? I mean, we did that broadcast. What's the solution? Well, you just, you know, we all become Luddites, and we do what the Luddites do. What do what the Luddites do? Well, you know, maybe we become Amish, and we just make things with our hands, and uh, that's good because Hebrews tells us that's the way to go, you know, work with your hands, and that's a good thing. Maybe Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich isn't the strategy for everyone. Maybe that's uh, a Ponzi scheme mentality. And this whole Rockefeller idea that, you know, I'd rather have 1% of 100 people's efforts than 100% of my own kind of thing. Maybe, maybe that's Ponzi scheme thinking. Anyway, uh, you know, what do we do? What, what are the... What are the Luddites doing these days? What are the Amish doing? Well, the Amish are on Facebook. So here's the problem. It's not quite that simple, is it? When the Amish are advertising, uh, you know, their annual auction, for example, in Libby, Montana, um, there's a vibrant community of folks there. And they make really incredible things uh, that are they're world renowned for their for their uh, building and construction, which is interesting. You know, they make things to last. What a concept! Instead of let's see, where here's here's Alvin Toffler's future shock. Contrary to the postmodern society that is, uh, well, I mean, so from from Toffler's uh, future shock. Part two, transients, chapter four, things, the throwaway society, to the World Economic Forum telling us you won't own anything. Like literally, if you need a blender to make a daiquiri or something because you have friends over or who knows what, maybe you probably won't need to do that either because everybody will be in the the metaverse. That's another discussion. But, you know, you'll just rent a blender. You won't, you won't need anything in your little, your cozy little sustainable multi-use prison cell. This is the, this is the, the rub. Anyway, I'm getting a field here. So, you know, there are challenges. What does one do? How does one navigate the, uh, situation that we see shaping up um the glasses are in the in the news again google glass did their thing that was a a massive flop but you know it's iterative like reed hoffman you know one of the the epstein yeah i hung out with epstein i flew on his plane a little bit reed hoffman the billionaire nobody ever heard of that everybody in silicon valley wants to talk to about their startup. Um, like Reed Hoffman said, you know, you want to get to your minimum viable product, your MVP, and then iterate. That's what they do at Y Combinator. That's what they do at Founders Fund. That's what they do at InQtel and the CIA. Anyway, um, 
I think we forgot that Ray Kurzweil in the Age of Spiritual Machines talked about this concept of Google Glass <laughs> predictions for 2029. Chapter uh, 11, 2029, uh, which I have mentioned a time or two. Where is that? Where are you, chapter? There we go. Page 221. Chapter 11, 2029. Uh, Ray Kurzweil, according to his um, demonic, you know, AI chatbot that was helping him uh, foreshadow the future, what the shadow, what the future could look like. Kurzweil wrote of 2029, isn't that just a few years off at this point? We're about seven years away, six and a half, maybe something like that. Displays are now implanted in the eyes. This is where the Google Glass concept is supposed to be headed. Displays are now planted in the, implanted in the eyes with a choice of permanent implants or removable implants similar to contact lenses. Well, that's just a contact lens. No, it's the Google Glass thing stuck in your eye. Images are projected directly onto the retina, providing the usual high-resolution three-dimensional overlay on the physical world. Oh, that's different. These implant, uh, implanted visual displays also act as cameras to capture visual images and thus are both input and output devices. Cochlear implants, originally used just for the hearing impaired, are now ubiquitous. These implants provide auditory communication in both directions between the human user and the worldwide computing network. And in other words, we're all just a bunch of uh, walking, talking, uh, input-output devices on the neural nets. That's fun. Direct neural pathways have been perfected for high bandwidth connection to the human brain. That'll, this allows bypassing certain neural regions. Total recall, anyone? For example, visual pattern recognition, long-term memory. Why would you want to bypass those regions specifically? And augmenting or replacing the, the functions of these regions with computing performed either in a neural implant or externally. A neural implant or externally. Who is deciding this is a good idea? One of the things I was thinking about is... Uh, when you, when you think about this on a mass, like a worldwide scale, when we fail, we fail big. I actually had occasion to watch um, since um, it was Shannon, right? I think on Friday's broadcast who called in, who mentioned uh, Aaron and Melissa Dykes, The Minds of Men, Tristream Media. The title is interesting, too. Maybe we should unpack that but i had a occasion over the weekend to watch that again and um i've touched on this from time to time but you know mo most people don't know the history well we don't really know history at all we don't know the history of anything but most people are not familiar with the history of um 
modern organized medicine. I mean, let's just say, let's just reserve it to modern organized medicine and um, allopathic medicine. And, you know, the uh, Flexner report that even NPR celebrated 10 years ago. Look how wonderful this has all worked out. Um, it's, it's in pursuit of something. And um, largely that something sort of revolves around what Fukuyama wrote in our post-human future, Consequences of the Biotechnology Revolution. And specifically the kinder, gentler eugenics, as he puts it, on pages 86 and 87. As I've mentioned before, he 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 talks about this the problematic history of eugenics its awful history of forced sterilization which by the way was brought to us by the super rich super elite families in particular those who they get away from the ordinary everyday interaction with people and start thinking that people are a disease which is a weird form of schizophrenia these people benefit obviously from the fleecing and the um, you know the shearing of the of the flock, so to speak, on a, con- a regular and continual basis. That's how they maintain their hegemony, and yet at the same time they start thinking that you know people are a disease, a cancer. Other people, of course, because that's not us. They're they're a subhuman species. Well, that's that's a weird form of schizophrenia. So anyway, these kinds of people, you know, they started getting together and saying, we need to uh, somehow eradicate the reproduction of the feeble-minded and the, the undesirables, and that kind of thing. And uh, that goes back further, but, you know, Francis Galton, Charles Darwin's cousin, coined the term, the modern version of the term, because that actually dates back to antiquity. But, you know, this idea of eugenics or good stock or good birth, like we're all a bunch of, um, you know, cattle. And uh, ironically, their own history of inbreeding has been problematic, but that's another subject. Anyway, Francis Fukuyama talks about some of this, which, by the way, you know, is inextricably interwoven into our own uh, medical history here in particularly 20th century America, uh, 19th and 20th century America. Fukuyama writes, after you know talking about this a little bit, genetic engineering puts eugenics squarely back on the table, but it is clear that any future approach to eugenics will be very different from the historical varieties, at least in the developed West. The reason is that neither of these two objections is likely to apply, leading to the possibility of a kinder, gentler eugenics that will rob the word of some of the horror traditionally associated with it. Mm. So what, what is this kinder, gentler eugenics likely to look like? Well, I'll finish that thought and we'll move on when we come back. Stick around.
consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. And one of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Birds flying high You know how I feel Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me And I'm feeling good I'm feeling good 
Welcome back. All right. So what is the kinder, gentler eugenics of the future to look like, according to Francis Fukuyama? The kinder, gentler eugenics that is just over the horizon. This was published in 2002, our post-human future. The kinder, gentler eugenics that is just over the horizon will be a matter of individual choice on the part of parents and not something that a coercive state forces on its citizens. In the words of one commentator, the old eugenics would have required a continual selection for breeding of the fit and a culling of the unfit. The new eugenics would permit in principle, I love those three words together, would permit in principle (laughs) the conversion of all the unfit to the highest genetic level. Hmm. You know, it's like the old joke, uh, freedom of the press is guaranteed to them that own one. So, you know, freedom of the eugenics is guaranteed to them that own one, perhaps. And uh, I think that folks like Sean Parker have intimated exactly where this is headed. So, you know, one of the interesting observations from my interview with Dr. Martin Paul on last Friday, May 12th, was as he was saying, you know, there there have been efforts to study, just, just paraphrasing some of the, the things that we discussed, there have been efforts to study the effects of uh, this technology on people, but it's becoming increasingly difficult to find normal people quote unquote in the in the context of you know people who have not been in some way uh, exposed to this technology and in that sense they are not considered normal in that context anymore everyone everywhere it's it's almost unavoidable you know maybe you live in a a sustainable multi-use prison cell somewhere and you are conscientious about this kind of stuff and so you turn off your maybe maybe you use wi-fi for a period during the day maybe you have to use it for work or something or you know if you work from home or whatever and then maybe you turn it off at the end of the day but does everyone else in the communist uh multi-use prison turn theirs off no of course not so it's becoming increasingly difficult to escape the effects of these things that are all around us and again you know this sort of reminds me of the telephone game we're not very good at it we should be and speaking of that you know watching a handful of folks be enriched Basically, the the massive transfer of wealth, the the wealth of some of the wealthiest folks in the world was doubled through COVID. Where did that come from? Well, it was, you know, basically the widening disparity of the super poor and the super rich. The middle class was uh, being uh, eviscerated and eradicated. And 
Why would you want to do that? Probably for the reasons that Mike Huckabee explained when he distilled how Marxism works. Why is the middle class important? Maybe we'll get to that. But, you know, I think of the BDS stuff, boycott, uh, divest, sanction kind of thing. Why Why hasn't the same – whatever the, the Gates Foundation is, is uh, involved in, for example, maybe everyone should just say, nah, we don't need any of that. What do you think? Wouldn't that be interesting? Whatever Berkshire Hathaway is into, people far and wide say, now we don't want that. The irony of, you know, in Sun Tzu sort of fashion, you know, when you're big, act small, when you're small, act big kind of thing, you know, that paradox. In Sun Tzu sort of fashion, the irony of gobbling up everything is that if if someone doesn't like your brand, the umbrella brand, well, then all of a sudden, guess what? Kind of like with Anheuser-Busch, I don't imagine there will ever be a time that I will uh, knowingly uh, imbibe, shall we say, with something that was either produced or uh, affiliated with Anheuser-Busch. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. 
My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Welcome back. I, if I'm not careful, I'm likely to prattle on. Uh, let's, you know, I I keep sort of alluding to the notion that this is a this is a strange and potentially wonderful moment. Um, I've mentioned a time or two. That I think the I said it last week. I think the perfect ticket would be uh, RFK Jr. You know, speaking of the election, presidential election in particular, would be RFK Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy. Would that be something? My goodness! And you know, wouldn't you know it? I'm not the only one who said such a thing. Uh, in fact, give this a listen. Can we can we play that? Wait for it. Listen to, you know. The perfect 2024 POTUS ticket. Wait for it. Go ahead, please. Welcome back to In our Conversation with the Candidates series, New Hampshire Town Hall voters asked Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy about his plan to address gun violence if he's in the White House in 2025. I don't think we can tolerate in this country another, for example, mass school shooting. I have two kids. They're about to be of school age. I think it's unconscionable for us to see another school shooting in this country. The way I want to stop that is by putting three armed security guards in every school across this country. Pressed on his plans to deliver on bold campaign promises to end affirmative action and pursue a military response to Central American drug cartels, Ramaswamy says it starts with the executive power he can exercise under the Constitution. So a lot of my agenda is actually focused on what the president himself can do. You'll remember that Trump's campaign promise, his top one, was to repeal and replace Obamacare. He couldn't do it because Congress didn't deliver. So that's a big part of where my focus is. While Donald Trump is still tops in Republican primary polls, Ramaswamy has managed to emerge from being a complete unknown 
to a candidate some are beginning to consider seriously. If you were to win the Republican nomination for president, who would you choose for VP and why? Thank you. So I haven't yet made a decision on that, but I would give strong consideration to even thinking unconventionally. Even someone like RFK Jr., for example, who's running for the Democratic nomination. I think we live in a moment where we can unite this country. Republicans in this town hall say if Ramaswamy keeps putting in the work on the New Hampshire campaign trail, he could be someone to watch come January. I think he's got a lot of energy, which is important, um, and he was very positive. Adam Sexton, WMUR News 9. Did you catch that? That was something, huh? When was the last time anything like this happened? I'm not aware of a time. Certainly not in a long, long time. Not like this. This is interesting. So what's going on here? I think that this is going to... I intend to really try to focus on this throughout the 2024 election season. These two guys, I think there's something different going on here. You know, especially with the... uh, Just jaw-dropping things that um, Bobby Kennedy Jr. has been saying about, you know, the political assassinations that have rocked his own family just in recent weeks. I mean, there's something interesting going on here. Back to this other stuff for a moment. And, you know, maybe one of the most interesting things about what, what is happening in this moment is that most people are still painfully unaware. Everybody that hears these two guys is excited. Wow, this sounds different. This is not the usual establishmentarian political rhetoric. This is different. Maybe we'll play another clip of Vivek um, It was an excerpt from, which one was it? The Reason TV uh, interview he did with Nick Gillespie and Zach Weissmuller. That's an interesting one. It's titled 2024 GOP Candidate Pardon Assange and Abolish the FBI. But it's much more than that. We play it just a few minutes. Maybe we'll do that. Anyway, um, couple of things real quick just just you know back to the new eugenics this is definitely you know it wasn't planned it couldn't have been alvin toffler's future shock a lot of stuff in here uh let's see chapter six people the modular man the cost of involvement the duration of human relationships the hurry up welcome Friendships in the future, Monday to Friday friends, recruits, and defectors, rent a person, how to lose friends, how many friends, training children for turnover, that's fun. Chapter 7, organization, the coming adhocracy. Chapter 8, information, the kinetic image. Let's see, part 3, novelty. Chapter 9, the scientific trajectory, the new Atlantis, that's fun, we should come back to that for sure. Uh, the pre-designed body. Well, let's see. The biological factory, the pre-designed body, the transient organ, the cyborgs among us, the denial of change. Mm. 
Chapter 10, The Experience Makers, The Psychic Cake Mix. Serving wenches in the sky, experimental industries, simulated environments, live environments, the economics of sanity. Chapter 11, The Fractured Family, The Mystique of Motherhood, The Streamlined Family, Bioparents and Proparents, Communes and Homosexual Daddies. It's, it's almost like, you know, hmm, like all of this was planned. By the way, speaking of communes and homosexual daddies, isn't that interesting? Um, and all of this stuff. The Bible says that sin is sin and God is no respecter of persons. But I will say that, you know, if you read the Bible, homosexuality seems to uh, beget a particular response from God. And it's not good. And it seems to be a precursor to things. Like if you read Romans chapter 1, for example, it seems to be evidence of things on the horizon. When that becomes normalized, there was a time in this society when even the DSM considered that uh, deviant and aberrant behavior, and it was illegal in many places in the country. Now it's just, it's a lifestyle choice. No, it's not. It's a uh, precursor to bad things. So speaking of chapter 11, the fractured family and the mystique of motherhood, listen to this, the fractured family, the flood of novelty about to crash down upon us will spread from universities and research centers to factories and offices, from the marketplace and mass media into our social relationships, from the community into the home, penetrating deep into our private lives, it will place absolutely unprecedented strains on the family itself. This is, by the way, a companion, I would say an immediate companion to Aaron and Melissa Dykes, The Minds of Men, and the, you know, snowflake on the, um, the iceberg, if you will, that that work sort of represents in the story that they were telling that in my humble paraphrasing, Basically, the drug culture, as bad as it was, the counterculture revolution, the experimenting on young people, unbeknownst to them in many cases, with psychedelics and other things, as awful as that was, was just a modified limited hangout in order to prevent you from looking at the bigger problem of MK Ultra at so many all, and that would be the technology, as they pointed out. Anyway, continuing. In this parallel, pen penetrating deep into our private lives, it will uh, place absolutely unprecedented strains on the family itself. Hmm. The family has been called the giant shock absorber of society, the place to which the bruised and battered individual returns after doing battle with the world. The one stable point in an increasing, increasingly flux-filled environment. So if you really want to create havoc in the world that you read about like in the externalization of the hierarchy for example um, disrupt the family there's no safe space and you know while you're at it vilify the nuclear elements of it men are toxic uh, you know women are um, 
oppressed and need to break out of this oppressive environment. Children are their own masters. Certainly their parents aren't smarter than they, etc., etc. Vilify and demonize the traditional family and all of its elements. So the shock absorber. Uh, as the super industrial revolution unfolds, this shock absorber, quote unquote, will come in for some shocks of its own, writes Toffler. Social critics have a field day speculating about the family. The family is near the point of complete extinction, quote unquote, says Ferdinand Lundberg, the author of The Coming World Transformation. The family is dead except for the first year or two of child raising, uh, according to psychoanalyst William Wolfe. By the way, also, this is... Uh, very close to what uh, Satanist par excellence Bertrand Russell wrote in, for example, the, science, uh, the impact of science on society. This will be its only function, quote-unquote. Pessimists uh, tell us the family is racing toward oblivion, but seldom tell us what will take its place. Family optimists, in contrast, contend that the family, having existed all this time, will continue to exist. Some go as far as to argue that the family is in for a golden age. As leisure spreads, they theorize, families will spend more time together and will derive great satisfaction from joint activity. The family that plays together stays together, quote-unquote, etc., and of course, you know, that harkens back to the utopian clarion call of things like uh, Fabian socialist Edward Bellamy's uh, Looking Backward. A more sophisticated view holds that the very turbulent, the very turbulence of tomorrow will drive people deeper into their families. Quote, people will marry for stable structure, end quote, says Dr. Erwin M. Greenberg professor of psychiatry at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine. According to this view, the family serves as one's portable roots, quote-unquote, anchoring one against the storm of change. In short, the more transient and novel the environment, the more important the family will become. It may be that both sides, of, both sides in this debate are wrong, for the future is more open than it might appear. The family may neither vanish nor enter upon a golden age. It may, and this is far more likely, how do you suppose Alvin Toffler knows? It may, and this is far more likely, break up, shatter, only to come together again in weird and novel ways. Mm. The mystique of motherhood, the most obviously upsetting force likely to strike the family in the decades immediately ahead will be the the impact of the new birth technology. What did I just read that Francis Fukuyama wrote in the uh, Our Post-Human Future, The Consequences of the Biotechnology Revolution? I mean, when you think about it, the way that childbirth is described in, in uh, Genesis chapter 3 is... It sounds like an understatement in many cases. And so, you know, one could naturally understand why 
ladies might say, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. There are, there are countless anecdotes and cliches about that. The most obvious upsetting force likely to strike the family in the decades immediately ahead will be the impact of the new birth technology. The ability to preset the sex of one's baby or even to program, quote unquote, its IQ. Looks and personality traits must now be regarded as a real possibility. This was obviously uh, decades before Fukuyama's Our Posthuman Future. Toffler's Future Shock was originally published in 1970. So this is the kinder, gentler, the new kinder, gentler eugenics that even Toffler was writing about. Embryo implants, babies grown in vitro, the ability to swallow a pill and guarantee oneself twins or triplets or even more, the ability to, and of course the opposite, you know, I mean, we got to, one of these numbers has to get pretty close to zero if we're going to get to net zero. Innovating, Bill Gates, yeah, innovating to zero. Uh, the ability to walk into a babytorium and actually purchase embryos. All this reaches so far beyond any previous human experience that one needs to look at the future through the eyes of Genesis chapter 6. No, no. Sorry. I digress. Through the eyes of the poet or painter rather than those of the sociologist or conventional philosopher. It is regarded as somehow unscholarly, even frivolous, to discuss these matters. Yet, advances in science and technology, or in the reproductive biology alone, could, within a short time, smash all orthodox ideas about the family and its, and its responsibilities. When babies can be grown in a laboratory jar, what happens to the very notion of maternity? And, you know... Well, continuing, and what happens to the self-image of the female in societies which, since the very beginnings of man, have taught her that her primary mission is the propagation of and nurture of the, of the race? Well, actually, the Bible uh, tells us that motherhood is the highest calling of mankind, man or woman. So, um, it's... A precious thing and then there's the bonding between mother and child right that occurs before birth that's an interesting discussion as well so if you really want to engineer a sociopathic and psychopathic society man growing children in a laboratory jar as toffler puts it that's probably a good recipe for doing it Here stick around we'll be right back broadcasting network we have been building our online store while we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org and click on the online store located mm. at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store 
or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com. future that was foreshadowed and yet we we seem to have a moment where something interesting is happening and we'll talk more about this a little bit i think um as we go on this morning there was the the strike you know seth mcfarland says that um 
Family Guy and American Dad, you know, the wildly popular shows that what do they do? How are they how are they influencing people and how is the medium becoming the message that people are assimilating? Family Guy and American Dad shows are canceled indefinitely. Seth MacFarlane cons- uh, confirms. And uh, this is a discussion that has been rattling around last few days. The strike centers on using artificial intelligence programs to create scripts, stories, articles, and more. The problem with this is the AI can write up these pieces of work thanks to all the human writers who have dedicated their time through sweat and tears to produce the content we have all come to love and enjoy. Studios have not said anything significant or worthy noting uh, uh, regarding their writers going on strike. It's interesting, you know, so are we going to fight for family guy and American dad? I wouldn't. You know, there's the whole First Amendment uh, notion, perhaps. This is commercial. It's, I think, different, but uh, this is very influential content, and I think that in my humble estimation, the First Amendment is predicated on um, a a healthy sense of decorum, shall we say. It It is not the prerogative of the person to say whatever filthy thing falls out of their head. And I think that if you look at the discourse between, you know, folks during the founding era, I think that my supposition is bolstered. My argument to that is bolstered. There is not, uh, you know, the conduct conduct of the folks in their discourse is civil. Not vitriolic, not filthy, etc. And these kinds of things are filthy. Anyway, this is interesting because, yeah, nothing can compete with AI when it comes to plagiarism. Remember, we played uh, Daniel O'Connor's demystification of AI. It's just Legos and math, really fast math, and it's great for plagiarizing things. By the way, ChatGPT and the other engines, they plagiarize in a way that they, they hide. Isn't that funny? Making it, giving it the oracle illusion, as Jaron Lanier would say. Second hour coming up. We'll go to the phones when we come back. Stick around. Be right back after this break. Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 
417-932-6419. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. <laughs> 